0: Thank you.
1: (laughs) I want to welcome all of you, especially those of you, I think there might be a few in in the room or online who are new or newish. I want to acknowledge that you are arriving uh, at a raw and difficult time for us. Our great friend, Hozan Kushiki, Alan Sanaki, the abbot of this temple, um, has been in the hospital for about three or four weeks now in in serious
0: condition. Um,
1: I'm very happy to say that that my understanding is that his pain continues to be well-managed and he continues to, to breathe on his own. Um, and a few days ago, many of us heard he was, he was moved from the ICU to a lower level of care on the, on the general ward. So this is a heartbreaking and frightening situation for the for the Sanaki family, of course, who are at the the center of our our thoughts and our concern, but for the whole community, for all of us. It's sad and it's scary and we don't know what's
0: going to happen. We just don't know. There, There are a range of possible outcomes. There are a variety of ways things could unfold, and there's no way to know. And so that's the context, or part of the context for for being here together today um, and so
1: I, I want to offer some reflections on on that I among many many other things Ozan, um is a poet and so I wanted to start this morning by reading a poem um, uh, this is a poem by Kay Ryan, who some of you may know. She's um, a California poet. Uh, has lived for a long time up in Marin County. She was a um, United States poet laureate about fifteen years ago, um, and this
0: is maybe my favorite poem of hers is called the Niagara River, the Niagara River.
1: As though the river were a floor, we position our table and chairs upon it, eat and have conversation. As it moves along, we notice as calmly as though dining room paintings were being replaced, the changing scenes along the shore. We do know, we do know this is the Niagara River, but it is hard
0: to remember what that means.
1: As though the river were a floor, we position our table and chairs upon it, eat and have conversation. As it moves along, we notice, as calmly as though dining room paintings were being replaced, the changing scenes along the shore. We do know, we do know this is the Niagara River, but it is hard to remember what that means.
0: So I don't know how
1: you hear that Foam. But for me, there, there, there are a couple of things that I, that I hear. We do know this is the Niagara River, but it is hard to remember what that means. It seems important to me that she says it's hard to remember. It's, it's not impossible to remember,
0: it's just hard. There's some impulse in us not to remember.
1: And I think, I also hear, she doesn't say it, but to me there's an implication that it would be good to remember. That it would be good to remember that the floor is actually a river. And we're putting our tables and chairs on a river, not on a
0: floor. It
1: seems to me that, um, I, I, don't, I don't know K. Ryan, and I don't believe she's a Buddhist practitioner. Um, she's sort of Dharma adjacent, you know? <laughs> um, But this is a Dharma point. This is a Dharma point, and it's maybe the most fundamental Dharma point. It is maybe the place
0: where our whole tradition um, starts. Uh, The truth of
1: impermanence and change. Uh, It's the most basic and important and powerful teaching in the Buddha way. It's the truth of uh, aging, the truth of death, the truth that everything arises and then falls away.
0: A lot of you know, in,
1: um, in David Chadwick's biography of Suzuki Roshi, A Crooked Cucumber, the, I think it's the first page or right in the opening, David Chadwick tells this story of being at Tassajara and asking Suzuki Roshi to, to sum up Buddhism. You know, this stuff is really hard for me to get. Can you, just, can you just explain it to me in a way that I can understand? And, um,
0: and Suzuki Roshi says, everything changes. Everything changes. So there's a more explicit um, teaching, dharma teaching, that makes the same point. Um,
1: We do know this is the Niagara River, but it is hard to remember what that means. There's a teaching, very old, from the very first layer of our tradition, from the um, Anguttara Nikaya in the Pali Canon, um, about remembering, about things that are important to remember. It's called the Five Remembrances. Um, Many of you will know this. These are the Five
0: Remembrances. in, I think, um, Thich Nhat Hanh's translation, or version. I am of the nature to grow old. There is no way to escape growing old. I
1: am of the nature to have ill health. There is no way to escape having ill health. I am of the nature to die. There is no way to escape death. All that is dear to me and everyone I love are of the nature of change. There is no way to escape being separated from them. My actions are my only true belongings. I cannot escape the consequences of my actions. My actions are the ground upon which I stand.
0: So, one thing I want to say about the Five Remembrances is that they're really explicitly a practice for
1: everyone and for any occasion. In in the text, it, it really makes it clear, kind of whoever you are, and whatever is going on, these are good things to remember. It really encourages you to think about these points. And you know, not all the practices in our tradition are like that. Some of the practices in our tradition are, are, very, are very particular. You need certain kinds of conditions for them to work. Like, not exactly a Zen practice, but you know, there's these very concentrated states that someone could enter and after some weeks of preparation, then you visualize Vyaruchana Buddha in a particular way. But so that the five remembrances are for everyone. Um, the The Sutra says, you know, it's for men, it's for women, it's for lay people, it's for ordained people. The implication is, Whoever you are and whatever is going on, uh, think about these things. Remember these things. Um, and again, not, not all our practices are like that. Um, Oriyoki is a wonderful practice, and to do Oriyoki, I need a tenzo, and I need servers, and I need a zendo, and I need an altar. There's a lot that has to happen for Oriyoki to be possible. But there's very little that has to happen for the five remembrances to be possible, you know? Um, I was thinking, you probably have to be awake. Um, I, at least, do not have a developed enough practice to do them in my sleep. But if you're awake, you can remember these things. So, in talking about the five remembrances, I want to tell a little bit about my my relationship to these practices because um or to this practice to this list of five things i came across this pretty early in in coming to the buddha dharma i think it was in a book by Thich Nhat Hanh and um, it's a practice that he recommends and i know i learned this version which is his language and so for for years this was an important practice to me there was a, I I recited it every day. I remember um, my wife, Devin and I, um, we met at at (coughs) Casa Harla and lived there for a while. And then um, she wanted to go to graduate school. So I went with her and we moved across the country. And we lived in um, in Rhode Island while she went to school. We were there for five years. But I remember in that first apartment in Rhode Island, one of the very first things we did, we were very sincere. I think we hadn't even unpacked yet. And I remember like writing the five remembrances on a piece of paper and putting it on the fridge, you know? Um, so it was really important to me. It was a, it was a teaching that really resonated for me. Um, and for years I knew it in this way. I am of the nature to grow old. I am of the nature to have a lot I am of the nature to die. And at some point after seven or eight years probably of, of practicing with it in that way, I, I came across, or I went back and I read the, the original Nikaya text and there's a whole second part. There's more. <laughs> and um, <laughs> it was really important to me because I didn't, I, I didn't know and, and it, had been, it had been powerful for me. It had been, I had a relationship to these words. They, they were really moving to me. They were part of my life. Um, and to see that it was possible to take this teaching and actually go, go a little farther to take a- another step. Um, and, and so that step is that there's actually a next meditation. So after reflecting on these five things, we are instructed again in lots of situations, this isn't a practice that It's a broad practice. It's not only for particular settings or for particular people or particular times. But the next thing we're supposed to do is we're supposed to go through all of them again. And it's, I am not the only one who is of the nature um, to grow old. All beings
0: are of the nature to grow old. I
1: am not the only one who is of the nature to have ill health. All beings are of the nature to have ill health. I am not the only one who is of the nature to die. All beings are of the nature to die. I don't know exactly how to do this one with take language. I am not the only one To have all that is dear to me and everyone
0: I love change.
1: All beings are of the nature to have all that is dear to them and everyone they love change. I am not the only one whose actions are my only true belongings. All beings are the owners of their actions.
0: So there's a way in which this practice that I had been doing as I became a practice that I could do as
1: you. And I think the encouragement is when you're with people that you think or say or remember in some way, you are of the nature to grow old. You are of the nature to have ill health. You are of the nature to die. You are the nature to have those dear to you change. Your
0: actions are your only belongings.
1: So for example, I could sit at the bedside of my dear friend and teacher, Hosan.
0: And I could think to myself, "I am of the nature to have ill health."
1: And then I could think, "You are of the nature to have ill health." And then I could think again, "I am of the nature to have ill health." And I could think again, "You are of the nature to have ill health."
0: And you can sort of hear what happens next is.
1: kind of without trying to, what happens, it becomes a we. And the five remembrances become, we
0: are of the nature to grow old. We are of the nature to have ill health. We are of the nature to die. We are of the nature to have dear ones change. All we have is our actions. And it becomes a compassion practice.
1: It's a practice that opens our hearts
0: to each other.
1: All the compassion practices in the tradition come out of that we, come out of that joining and connection.
0: And, um, the, the
1: tradition is really, is really wise about this. I, when in the teachings about compassion in the, in the Pali Canon, in the oldest layer of our tradition, Many of you know this teaching about the far enemy and the near enemy of compassion. So, the far enemy of compassion is cruelty. Like that's obvious. Cruelty is the enemy of compassion. And we are um, instructed on the path to cultivate compassion. So, if you notice yourself being cruel, knock it off. Just stop. But that one's easy, right? It's really obvious. Cruelty doesn't look anything like compassion. You can can see it from a mile away, that that's cruelty, that's not compassion. There's something called a near enemy because it might look like compassion if you aren't being careful. And and the near enemy of compassion
0: is pity. And pity doesn't come from the we, Pity is
1: separate. Pity is I feel sorry that something hard happened to you, but I'm over here. And it doesn't open our hearts because there's not a we. Does that that make sense? Does that
0: pity separates us and compassion reminds us of the truth of our connection? Um, so what do we do? What do we turn to? What do we rely on um,
1: when when things are hard? Um, I, it is really difficult to have
0: hosan in hospital, And
1: what do we do? I think one of the things we do is we connect to and we cultivate compassion, that big heart of we, <laughs> And we connect to that, and then we, we express that in, in really ordinary ways. you know we, um, we try to be good to each other, we try to take care of each other. Um, of course, we try to do whatever we can to support the, the Sanaki family. we uh, coming out of our compassion, we take care of. Uh, The temple and the grounds and the schedule and each other, all the basic, ordinary kindnesses that keep a community um, connected. Really all of our practices, all the practices that we do are practices for hard times, so you know we also we bow and we chant and we study and all of that can be really supportive when things are hard. You know, in our school, in our lineage, um, what we received from, from Dogen and, and from Suzuki Roshi and from Sojin Roshi and from Hozan Roshi.
0: the practice that holds everything
1: else is zazen. And um, what we're doing today by, by sitting upright in, in zazen is, is a
0: practice for, um, for when things are hard. Because what happens in zazen
1: is we sit still and we let go. So Over and over and over again, we let go.
0: Um,
2: Dogen Zenji
0: called it
1: dropping off body and mind. So we sit upright and still, and a thought arises and we let go of it, and we return to our body and our breath. And then another thought arises, and we let go of that. We let go of an out-breath, and the world returns to us as an in-breath. We let go and we are given the next thing back. And if we're lucky, at least sometimes, what we get back is is more open, um, a little larger, a little freer. And then we let go of that and we see what we get back. We let go and we receive, and that is endless and open and it's reliable, it's reliable. It's something we can always do when things are hard. Dovin Zendi talks sometimes about Zazen. We talked a lot about Zazen um, use this phrase, self-receiving and employing samadhi, so that you, one way to think of what that is, is that you receive a self from the whole universe, Just a self comes, and then you use it to practice. So you receive and you use. And I think what I'm saying feels like it's also a part of that. You, You receive and you use, but actually you let go and then you receive. So if you let go of your thoughts, you'll receive new thoughts. If you let go of your breath, you'll receive a new breath. Let go of our bodies,
0: we receive a new body.
1: Let go of our life; we receive a new life, and this will happen over and over and over and over again. It is totally reliable, and it's what we uh, what we do together. I just want to say. I, I do just want to say one more thing which is that um you know for any community when a person in, in leadership is absent not able to be here it, it's um it's rattling it's it's scary um i guess i want to affirm my profound trust in the wisdom and the settledness and the maturity of this community in particular. So I think, of course, zazen is always reliable. Our giant, vast, interconnected hearts are always reliable. But in this particular situation, in this temple, um, we have such it's such a, uh, there's so much wisdom and settledness in this place. So there's leadership structures that are, that are in place for the absence of an abbot. You know, the coordinating committee, um, Karen and Carol and Susan um, is here and taking care of things. The board is here, the Eno and the Tontos, Um, They're the senior students, the priests, all the roles and positions and everything that keeps a community connected and functioning is all here. Um, And even more than that, in this place, there are just so many people, there's lots and lots of people who care really deeply about this practice and about this temple and they are stepping forward and taking care of things and, and figuring things out, you know. Um, this community has figured things out for a really long time and is figuring things out now and will, and will continue to. And I just want to um, Just wanted to to say that, I I feel it really, really deeply. Um, We are in good hands. We
0: are in good hands. And I feel so, um, so grateful for that. So I think
1: I should stop now and I want to, Open it up and invite thoughts or or comments. Um, yeah, I wonder if anyone has something they would like to, they would like to say. Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, um, when you? Yeah, this is going in. Yeah, okay. When you were talking about going from the I to the we, yeah. um, it made me think about what Judy Fleischman referred to last week, yeah. which she heard from Norman, and it was, what could we do at this yeah. um, time? It's, anyway, it's, it was about the Tong practice, yeah. and I really think that the Tong practice really relates to what yeah. you were saying, So we can breathe in for ourselves and for Hosan and for all of us Mm -hmm. that we're of the being to age and the being to Mm -hmm. get sick. So we breathe that in for everyone and then we breathe out a sense of peace and Mm -hmm. calm. So I think that's a really good practice that connects with this
1: Mm -hmm. talk. Thanks so much. I, I love that. I appreciated hearing that in Judy's talk last week. And I think all our compassion practices are c- come out of that, come out of that we, come out of that back and forth between I and you. And they are made for times like this. Yeah, for
0: difficult times, yeah. they really did. Yeah. Even sitting in traffic, it's been very helpful <laughs> <difficult> to me. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, thank you very much for your talk. Yeah. Uh, Dave, right? Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: with the remembrances, I've also had maybe not as deep or long a connection as what you described, but they do seem very powerful to me and mm-hmm. I've sat with them before. Um, <coughs> sometimes they feel encouraging, sometimes they feel quite overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And as you were speaking today, I felt this real fierceness come up in me.
0: And um, I know one of the, I think I've heard in the
1: talk years ago, that one of the practices or gifts that a Bodhisattva can share is fearlessness. Mm. And what I feel today is how do I cultivate fearlessness and share fearlessness in the face of those remembrances, Mm. which can be hard to
0: hear. Um, You know, we all know where that
1: river goes uh so if you can share anything about that thank you did everyone online hear the question kind of so that the remembrances can be um in- encouraging or they can they can be um scared in a way and so how to cultivate uh, fierceness or fearlessness with, uh, with the remembrances and then, um, is it is it Ben? Yeah, Ben said, um, because we all know where the river goes. And um, I think part of it again is the we, that we're not alone, you know? And even where the river goes, you know Suzuki Roshi's thing about the waterfall? Mm-hmm. Like where the river goes <laughs> is okay. like we come from the source, and we go back to the source. I'm scared if I think I'm alone. But if I'm with all these other amazing drops, thanks for being drops with me on our way down. And if we're all headed back into the river, it's less scary. So I think that's part of it. But I also think it's an ongoing practice and it's okay to be scared and that's when we meet each other in a more ordinary way, you know, like, to cry or hug each other or something, yeah, yeah,
0: much more, um, yeah, basic. Thank you.
1: Ross. Hey
2: Dave. Hey Ross. That's another drop in the bucket. (laughs) I appreciate you bringing up the five remembrances. They seem indisputable, just this is how it is. Yeah. Uh, a little bit later, you mentioned uh, the difficulties that arise, mm. thinking about on uh, and uh, others who are going through uh, trying times, and we feel yeah. that. Could you say a little bit about um, where acceptance comes in yeah. to perhaps assuage some of the difficulty or um, maybe close the gap of feeling separate
1: yeah thank you yeah thanks so much to people hear ross's question yeah great well, i feel like you said that so
0: beautifully ross because it um
1: it feels difficult if i feel like it uh, it, it should be some other way, and this is a mistake or something, but the more, the more I see that this is just indisputably what it's like in the life of a drop,
0: the,
1: the less it feels, um, yeah, it, it assuages something. So I think what you said about it's just indisputably the way things are, for all of us, for me at least, is settling or helpful. Does
2: that, yeah. Yeah, I, I had this experience with Sweet Pea uh, yeah. dying, mm-hmm. and I was around her for some those days toward the end, and we were in Sashim. Yeah. And what I kept remembering were uh, Soja's words about we all go through this, yeah. it's now my time to go. And I was going back and forth between not wanting Sweet Pea Temple cat for those who don't know who he mm-hmm. was um, to die, and yet this is a natural order of things. Yeah. And I accepted it on a sort of a intellectual level, yeah. but it wasn't until I just cried and just had to accept it on a deeper level mm-hmm. that 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 it merged and it was easier to accept, or it was more uh, affirming of the five. Remember, it's in verse just this list that. Um, as eloquent as it is, mm-hmm. it's just the list. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Thank you, Dave.
1: Thanks so much, Russ. I think there's something about, like, um, we do know, we do know this is the Niagara River, but it's hard to remember what that means. And I think what it means is what you just said, you know, that, that this happens to all of us and that in some deep way, crying is really important. But in some deep way, it's okay.
2: Is that it? Yeah, crying takes us out of the rational yeah. why or why not. It's just like this expression. Yeah. Thank
1: you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Alan? I'll bring the mic over. Did you see anything online? Uh, I see many things online. No, but no <laughs> oh, hands. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful drops.
0: (laughs) So I am thinking about sweet pea and also both people and pets that I've had who have died and um, you know my feeling is more that when I'm very close to them and they're very close to dying Suddenly, it it seems to completely make sense. You know, it's really hard to explain it, but you know, there's a resistance and a resistance and a resistance. And then it's just like, yes, this is what's meant to happen. I just wanted to say that. I felt that about sleepy too. too.
1: (laughs) Online, were you able to hear Ellen? Um, I just really, really want to affirm that, you know. that there is something, we get very, very close to something, uh, we, well, the big we, of course, we, 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 but I, I know for myself, I have touched into something very few occasions in my life that I think is some of what you're saying, and they are at births, <laughs> and I've, I've only been at two, uh, <laughs> and uh, deaths, and I've been at a few more, but not many. And they felt exactly the same, in, in terms of the vastness of what was happening, that something vast was happening. I, um, it's very hard to put into words, but I wanted to say that, yeah. Well, maybe we have time for one more um, from the back. Yeah, I just wanted to share um, a number of years ago when my mother was still and passing away, I I discussed it with Hozan and Okasan, and I remember him at the time talking to me about the fact that, you know, my mother was really in denial, not accepting what was going on at all, Mm -hmm. and I recall him saying to me, well, most people can't handle that reality, mm. it's a rare, it's the rare person who faces it and can accept it and step into it and let go. Mm. Um, and I just, I just wanted to share that,
0: mm. those words of Pozons. Thanks so much.
1: Um, we folks able to hear. Yeah.
0: I think,
1: I think it is hard and, and in a way that's so much of what our practice is is to help us be able to right because it is hard and i'm i'm not a rare person who could just do that on my own but maybe with a whole set of teachings and practices and good friends along the way i could come into more and more genuine relationship with that so i i really appreciate that and i also think that's what uh, what the great gift of getting the practice together.
0: Um, yeah. Well,
1: maybe we should, we should stop now. I, um, I want to suggest, I want to thank the Tonto Susan who had this, um, suggestion for what we might do now that I think feels right, which is we'll end lecture and, um, bow in, in, in the usual ways, and then um, anyone who, who would like to, who would want to come up and make an offering um, in front of the abbot's seat, this might be a good time to do that, as we've been doing after zazen, um, and then director Sun. The next thing is Kin-hin um, outside, is it raining or inside? I think will be inside. Yes, it'll be inside. Okay. So after you offer, maybe go back to your seed and then we'll do kin hin. Is that okay? Seem okay? okay. Yes. Is that the best idea? Okay. Thank you all very much.